0: This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, The Podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event.
1: What's up guys, welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, The Podcast, my name is John, and I am sitting at the table with Aaron for starters. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Heck glad yeah. to be here. Absolutely. We got a special episode today, guys. We have a special guest today. Today, we are sitting down with Brandon Eubanks, a.k.a. Anarchy. How are you today? What's up, everybody? Good to be here. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you, man. Anarchy's been a uh, pivotal part of my career as a pro wrestler, known him for years and years and years, well over a decade now. And, um, so, Anarchy's been a pro wrestler based out of Oklahoma primarily for how many years?
2: Uh, twenty-one now. About twenty-one
1: years. Yeah. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. Right. When I, when I sit there believe. and when I sit there and think about me, and I'm like, man, I wrestled for fifteen years. It's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. There was a hiatus in there, of course, but like, um, still, it's crazy to think about that. Um, Brandon's one of the most passionate pro wrestling enthusiasts that I have ever ever met. Has a really good head for the business as far as the way the inner working should be going. And after a recent string of injuries. Brandon has come to the podcast today to discuss some things that you maybe should avoid if the goal is to become a healthy and successful professional wrestler. So, before we dive into things, let me just mention real quick, guys. Please head on over to our YouTube. We are at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Follow us on there. Click the bell, it'll let you know anytime we post a new video. And we're posting new stuff all the time. So yeah, we should have a
0: new out. one hitting this Friday.
1: Awesome. So. Absolutely awesome. Y'all Y'all go, go like our videos. I mean, I'm out there striving for you guys jumping around in that ring. I don't do this stuff anymore. I'm starting to remember how to do all this stuff. All right, y'all. Check out our YouTube, please. All right, so interesting topic today. Um, I can honestly say that it's one I never necessarily foresaw covering, um, at least in an interview format. So right. Brandon reached out to me and um, really – told me that he had an idea for an episode that, that you said was going to be kind of like how not to become a pro wrestler, right. which was really intriguing to me. Um, so I think a good majority of today's episode is going to be us discussing where and why Brandon went wrong in his wrestling journey that has caused all these setbacks. So, um, and maybe hopefully have some of you guys avoid those perils. Correct. So, um, I don't know, Brandon, where do you want to go from here? Well, Just tell, me, tell the, me what's on your mind. The main thing that was on my mind is that mm-hmm. I feel like by not putting
2: in work that I should have, mm-hmm. so by taking the easy way, I've done wrestling on hard mode.
1: Yeah, yes, like yes,
2: like had I been in good shape right. and dedicated to the gym, right? Like I ain't not got to tell you how good I was, Absolutely. but I always had a certain place on the card, right? And I made those choices, and I'm cool with them. This is not a crap on Anarchy's career. Of I had a not. blast for twenty no. years, yeah, of course zero not. regrets, right? But if you got a little different goal, if you don't want to be a regional indie yeah, scum yeah. for twenty years, yeah, 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 here's some things to not do.
1: Absolutely, I, I and and it's interesting to hear you say it that way. Like you did it on hard mode, and that's that's great. I love that you phrase it that way because people, you know, a lot of wrestlers think that oh, you know, it's so it's so like like such a problem to have to go to the gym so much and work out, and like you're actually. Doing yourself a disservice by not doing it. You're making your life harder by not doing that extra work that you think is so perilous or that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Like, you could actually be doing yourself a better service and elevate yourself if if Anarchy's been, you know, an A player for most of his career, for the 20 years, he could have been an A with just a little bit of different work in certain areas and stuff. But um, Yeah, we ain't here to crap on nobody's career. Of course, you pitched this episode to us. So like I want you to talk about. Whatever you want to talk about. And um, so, um, I mean, where do you want to start? You you want to talk about, you you mentioned the gym. So, some places that, or you can talk about the actual injuries you've had. If you'd like, go ahead. Well,
2: you know, I took a basic German suplex from Mm -hmm. Steven Cruz. Perfect. Deadlift German. Cruz Mm -hmm. did everything right. Mm -hmm. And I made the choice to put my hands up by my head instead of spinning the arm upside down like we're all taught to do. Gotcha. And in making that choice, I broke my arm. Right. And an impact like that should not have broken my arm. But the fact is, I was not taking care of myself out of
1: the ring. How how long ago was this?
2: Last March.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: And then almost a year later, Mm -hmm. come down off a springboard off the bottom rope to stomp on a guy during Mm. a beatdown. Yes. Didn't bend my knee right. Broke my leg in two places.
1: Right. Right. Total fracture. Like, yeah, it's a gnarly video as well. That's, yep. that you're, I, I saw from that show. So, yeah. Super unfortunate. Hey, And you know what? I mean, like, accidents can happen. Right. Like, you know, you can't – like, we use some of the fitness professionals and stuff, including myself, um, use the, the term, like, bulletproofing when it comes to, like, mm-hmm. injuries and stuff. And it's not literal bulletproofing. It's impossible to completely avoid injury altogether. But there are things that you can do – to mitigate the risks involved with um, having potentially fragile joints and tendons or, or brittle bones or whatever it might be. So um, you had those two injuries very recently. Um, yeah, both and,
0: of those within a year. Yeah, yeah,
1: right? yeah, 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 just
2: o- yeah. Just over a year.
1: Right. And and they came from places that they, they really necessarily shouldn't have happened, like you said. Like you right. took a German suplex. There's no reason that that impact should have caused that much stress. And also just jumping off the rope, like – Not like you, you know, it would have almost been better to fly off a ladder from 20 feet and then break your leg. Right. right? You know, but it was just hopping off the bottom rope that it happened. So, um, well, what else? What else is on your mind as far as uh, the places that these people could go a little differently?
2: Well, and Mm -hmm. by not being a body guy at all, Mm -hmm. like you've worked out with me. You know, I go hard once I get there, but getting me there to start just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. But the point is that by making the choices to not take care of myself the way that I should and train mm. the way that I should. I limited myself in the ring too. Right. I had to be so much better because mm-hmm. if the job is to suspend disbelief, yes. I'm always the small guy, no matter my place on the card. If I'm the big bad heel going for the title, right. that's a lot more that's work a lot, a lot on to your put plate. in on my side to get yeah. the crowd. And, you know, I humbly was blessed with the talent to pull it off usually. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, there's always going to be somebody in the crowd who will never
0: believe that I could win that fight. Of course, yeah. Do you think that's what prevented you maybe from getting doing the extra stuff was because you were skilled, and, I mean, you were doing good, and I know that you helped yeah. several times and like that. I mean, is that – like, where's the mindset on that where it's like, well, I'm here, and I'm skilled, and I know I can just get through it. Like, what kept you from doing the extra that you feel right. like would be – would that I never would,
2: felt that I had to – I, I never got it in my head mm-hmm. that that's a piece of being a wrestler mm. because I was doing okay without a lot of it. And right. it's not like I just laid around all the time. You know, I stay yeah. active. Of course. But I was never a gym guy. You know, I never had the body for the pictures. Mm-hmm. And I've really reached a point where I feel like had I been taking care of myself a little better over the last 20 years, I might not be hobbling around on crutches at the moment. Right.
1: We've talked a lot on this podcast about, like, the um, diminishing returns on actually being super skilled in the ring. And that's an unfortunate thing to say that, like, when I was a young wrestler, I might not have believed. But there is a rule or a law or whatever of diminishing returns in being super skilled in only one facet. Like, you can have the crazy body guy that has zero wrestling ability that is doing a baseline – whatever, whoever you want to call out, Lex Luger or something, like mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, like that's, that's an example, um, has a million dollar body and less than, than, you know, on par skills. And then you've got someone that has amazing skills, but does not have the body. Like, you know, like you could call it a Chris hero or something right. like that. But like that, which is where you're kind of falling in at this point, like you're entering skills hard to deny, impossible to question at times. As a matter of fact, Your knowledge and your ability to teach and train and stuff as well. Always the right guy for the job when it came to like demonstrating and rolling around with someone in the ring. Always the guy for me when I wanted to roll around in the ring was great. But there's a law, a rule of diminishing returns. When, yes, like I know the wrestling is so fun and getting better and better and better and better at that is great because you love it. It's easier because you love it so much. But, like, you also got to lean into that other side of it because then it'll reciprocate and produce higher in the other area as well. Right. Like, right so, like, like, yes, your wrestling skill is great. Instead of just diving only into your wrestling skill, focus on your body as well. And by proxy, the wrestling skill will improve as well because maybe then you'll get seen more, you'll get out more, wrestle more people, stuff like that. Right. But, yeah. So... I don't know. The, the theme of today with Aaron and I a lot is about, you know, the, 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 the specialty of strength training and whatnot. I often say that exercise is medicine. I mean, I can go through some stats here, like inactive adults experience a 3% to 8% loss of muscle mass per decade, right? And we hear those, that stuff. I, I've always, I have to talk to people about that a lot because they hear it from doctors and they're like, man, isn't it true? Like after, you know, 30, like you start to lose 3%, right. whatever. Yes, it's true. If you do not eat right and exercise then it's true it's not true if you eat right and exercise it, then it then it's completely gone so um what i really want to get at here is that even with with brandon here like if you can just find that that the lowest dose right like right. brandon two to three times strength training a week would have done you an amazing like right. benefit in your career not like you don't have to be like me or, or some some other guys who are in there every day of the week like just because that's just what we like to do. Um, just You find that lowest dosage, and that's what you go for. So what else do you think? What else can you tell the uh, people as far as um, where maybe you might have went wrong or what they could do better or something you wish you would have done? Mm. I mean, like, so I think that what I can get across to them is, like, I mean – just like 10 weeks of resistance training could increase your lean weight by three pounds. Like that's something that guys don't think about. And I know there are some wrestlers out there right now, locally that I'm telling you guys, you can go to the gym for 10 weeks and put on three more pounds of muscle. Like that's a lot. That's actually a really great thing. And imagine that muscle protecting your joints and tendons and your bones and all that stuff. Um, Increases your your resting metabolic rate, which is like the calories that you burn just while you're sitting around doing nothing by like 7%. Isn't that amazing? Like, would you like to increase anything by 7%? Imagine just sitting on your butt and burning calories by 7%. That's what you can do just from like 10 weeks of resistance training. So, again, I'm just harping on the fact that the prescription is different for everyone, and we need to find the lowest dosage available in order to get you the results that you need. So, yeah, like all these years, Brandon, you've been uh, excellent in the ring. And, um, you know, your brother and I always tried to, like, get you to go to the gym more and right. stuff like that. I know. Um, what Can you talk me through the mindset of, of why you never saw it as totally necessary?
2: Because I felt like. I was doing what I wanted Mm -hmm. at the time in the business Mm
1: -hmm. without it that I never had
2: to. And it's just a matter of just mental blocks for myself, you know. But without going into super personal reasons, that's Mm -hmm. really what it came down to is just a lack of desire and equating the gym with wrestling that they had to go together. Gotcha, gotcha. And, you know, like I ended up, uh, you know, Aaron, I don't know if you know this, But I got to a point in my career where, unless I'm in there with somebody equal Mm -hmm. (laughs) size-ish, I completely eliminated lifting moves from my repertoire. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nothing but, like, a regular vertical suplex. Right. And nobody really noticed. Mm -hmm. But if somebody calls for me to freaking scoop slam them, I got to take a step back. You know, like, you better post, homie.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's
2: not fair to me or my opponent. And it was. It was a restriction. That my own head or whatever mm-hmm. Placed on myself throughout my whole career Right And I don't want to see somebody Who really, really wants to chase The big time dream Absolutely Make the same mistakes And hold back from what they want out of wrestling I got what I wanted Right I've had a great time Right yeah. I wrestled John Cross for an hour at the hey, showdown hey. that's true. <laughs>
1: First time I ever wrestled for 60 minutes, absolutely yeah. But
2: If you want to take it to that next level, you have to break that barrier and equate it with this is part of the gig. And that maybe there's more ways. What always helped me was making training fun and having your wrestling buddies. Mm -hmm. If somebody, like if you've got a cross in your life Mm -hmm. that wants to help you and not just be like, oh, come to the gym and make me look good because I'm going to outlift you every day. Right. But, like, really wants you to improve. Actually wants to help you. Yeah. The business with the wrestlers of the business are in a good place right now. There's a lot of camaraderie and a mm-hmm. lot of really wanting to help. Right. Take advantage of that, man. If you don't like the gym, find somebody who does and see where you can meet the difference.
1: Match those temperatures. Like, I it's, talk about that a lot. Like, you get somebody at one temperature or somebody at another, and you can kind of meet in the middle. And um, I, I definitely take advantage if you're living in an area where there are multiple wrestlers around even if one of them is even if you don't have a a me in your life that's constantly trying to drag you to the gym even if you just have a group of wrestlers around nearby you might try to put together a group and be like hey like I know that this workout thing needs to be a part of it should we all try to start meeting up and doing this right. twice a week like you know maybe just twice a week will work maybe 3 days a week if possible if you start to enjoy it more but you're to your point absolutely getting together with guys that Um, Are are going to actually motivate you as opposed to like try to show off or whatever? Like that's a really important thing. So you just find a group of like minded people
2: and anything to get past that mental block of doing a chore. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go do the dishes. That's a chore. Sure, but you got to do the dishes. You do. And to get past that mental block of well, I got to go do the dishes. Hey, there's that podcast I want to listen to anyway. Yes, let's pod and do dishes. Yes. You know whatever makes it feel less like a chore, and that's what it came down to for me about doing the gym work, Mm -hmm. that not only did I feel like I didn't necessarily have to, but it always felt like a
0: chore. chore. It was always something I did not want to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, we've talked before about, you know, you're a pro athlete at that point. You're you're paid to perform um, and making sure that you are doing everything that you can and treating yourself like you are a pro. And I think... I think that is where a lot of guys miss it—not just in pro wrestling, but just other careers sure. and things that they may be doing. Is because, like, you had the skill set, you had the um, uh, the character, like all of that in the ring as professional. But the la- the other pieces was, you know, right. Was maybe the exercise and the-, right. the nutrition a little bit in there and stuff like. That. But yeah, there's just no
2: denying that. Had I gone harder in the gym, mm-hmm. I could have gone further in wrestling. Of course. And and I'm cool with that. But some of your listeners. Want more. Oh, and for sure. Are significantly younger than I am.
1: The and those like we we've discussed it on this podcast before, but like if you go to WWE, let's talk about the you're gonna talk about the dream, let's talk about the dream. Right. If you go to WWE's website and click on recruitment, they list a variety of things that they seek out of new recruits. And out of the five main things, I think they list five bullet points on there, out of all five of them, you know what's not in there? Wrestling skills at all? They don't care. They care about the way you look and whether that's right or wrong. Okay. Right. The thing is, they want to teach you their style. That's the main thing, right? They want people that they that that are blank slates, basically. But they want someone who has the physical body. They want someone who's diverse. They want someone who has a crazy social media following, like that already. Mm -hmm. Like that's what they seek. So, if you're talking about the ultimate dream, then. I'm, I'm not saying, hey, you got to run out and get a million TikTok followers. I'm saying you need to focus on your person, focus on yourself, focus on your actual physical, um, the way you look and the way you move and how athletic you are, and then focus on your social media in terms of like, obviously it matters to them, so they shouldn't be going to your social media and seeing stuff that's going to throw them off, throw up red flags or something, like treat it professionally. Everything should be professional. So... I mean, again, like, that's their website. They do not list, I want good indie wrestlers. And, right. and, and that might be unfortunate, but it just happens to be a reality at this point. Yeah. Good indie wrestlers do still make it, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I, we've said it on here before, like, if you're wrestling every single weekend and your ultimate goal is to go to WWE, and the fact that you're wrestling every single weekend is causing you to neglect your physical health, then you should pull back from wrestling every weekend and focus double down on your physical health. Take those two bookings a month that are, like, major, that are really important to you, and use the other weekends to continue your physical health if the goal is something like WWE.
0: Right. Well, even with you, I know that um, for the WWE, you were in there with, I think you had a title, didn't you? Before right. you got injured. so. It- I don't consider myself, I consider myself a
2: live crowd wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm not a great TV wrestler. Right, right. I can turn to that style, mm-hmm. but left to my own devices, having a match, I'm a live crowd wrestler. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I always knew, that watching my match on YouTube, random clicking guy, mm-hmm. has no idea yeah, about the promo understand. I cut, yeah. doesn't right. know I've been doing this for years mm-hmm. and building a relationship with those live crowd fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if your goal's to be on, you know, TV somewhere, you have to be able to pass that eye test. Yes. You know, I had Attitude and a cool gimmick and could get away with stuff, Mm -hmm. but that's not going to work forever. And at certain levels, it's just not going to be enough to cut it. There's a reason Eddie Guerrero's Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko's Dean Malenko. Right, right. You know, and I love me some Dean Malenko. Of course.
1: But there's a reason that right. Eddie became who he was. Yes, like both super skilled, but Eddie's body was on and point, right? It's and not just pro skills. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, guys, I think those are some great points there about like if you're go if you're young and right now you're in a place maybe where Brandon was, where you're not prioritizing the gym or you don't see it as being um, super important to your career, it might be time to start rethinking that and start understanding that, Hey, and, and our job, like as coaches, Aaron and I's job is to let you know that, I mean, if you can devote two to three days a week to really serious strength training, you know, an hour to an hour and a half, three days a week, you can, most people can typically find that and you can make a world of difference just by devoting that much time in a week to your physical health.
0: I do have another question. Go ahead, Jared. Um, yeah, so, what I'm thinking, Brandon, because you did that, you you still are. I imagine mm-hmm. you'll probably make it come back once you get That's healed up. That's the plan. Right. Okay, um, is uh, you know you've done this for twenty something years, and you did it, you know, holding down another job, you know, right. and training, and and still being able to get, go out there and perform. I know if you would have done things, you know, a little differently, you're thinking it could have made a difference. But maybe just to fill them in because that is a long career. Mm-hmm. Right. Like to sit there and go in, you know, once I think mostly once a month or something or maybe more than that mm-hmm. that you're performing. Um, like what, what are some points that would be beneficial to be able to get to a long career and then plus adding on the, you know, the strength training and that kind of stuff. But what else could they do to be able to uh, – get a career as long as you are like, what did you prioritize that works? Stretching yoga, (laughs) taking
2: crazy bumps. You're getting thrown around the ring. Your body's going to move ways that you don't necessarily plan on it. And your body being used to stretching is going to really help. Right.
1: But I, I, I think, you know, one of your biggest, one of the things that you did that kept you around for so long was just developing a character that actually fit you. in terms of like it it really is just you like dialed up a little bit right? right the old classic like turn it up to 11 or whatever um that's what really kept you around for this long and kept you entertained and stuff or entertaining is the fact that you developed a persona that was so natural for you to perform as um it worked so well so which is important for a lot of guys out there that i think are maybe trying too hard to be someone they're not um i think happens a lot so what words of, yeah, um, kind of to Aaron's point, like what words of 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 encouragement for people that, that do you have that you succeeded at? Like areas that you were actually very successful at in terms of staying around for this long.
2: Like you were talking about mm-hmm. the persona. That's the funny thing about anarchy, mm-hmm. being on a PG show. Yes. I'm one of the few people, my wrestling character is me turned down.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, true, yeah. that's actually true, yeah. I, I know what you mean by that, which is very, it's interesting to put that way, but it's like, It's 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 you turned in a different direction. Right. Right. But still a very natural extension of your personality. Like like it is a part of you that we can all see at times. Um, So but but not maybe not the uh, the stone cold analogy of flipping it up to 11 and going crazy. Um, A little more muffled version, at least. but um, Yeah. yeah. As
2: far as like for what I feel that I was pretty good at. Is making that connection. Knowing why you do things. Right. Like, do your high spots. Like, the modern style, it's not my style, but I'm not one of those old guys that hates on it. Mm -hmm. Do your stuff. Do all these crazy athletic things that you all can pull off now. Mm -hmm. Do it, but know why you do it. Why are you doing that move right then? Mm -hmm. And make the crowd care about you. If they're popping for your moves, but not your entrance music, that's a problem. Right. And... If you make the crowd through your promo work, through your facials and selling, you know, Ricky Morton would have been over if he'd have never touched a microphone.
1: Of course, yeah.
2: And I know we all fall back to Ricky, but he's just the mm-hmm. easy example. Yes. Make the crowd care. And the more that you put over what your opponent is doing to you and then make your comeback or whatever,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the more you're, you're helping the goal of the match. Right. You know, I think that's the one big thing that's gotten lost somewhere along the way is people knowing why am I doing this in the context of
0: ritualistic combat reenactment,
1: okay. you know? Sure.
0: Well, I think what you said earlier in the conversation about like you didn't do certain moves because you, you right. didn't do this. slams. I knew certain... I couldn't do them safely. I mean, I mean, that's smart. That's that's knowing right. no your skill set, but mm-hmm. also like you said, that also hindered you. Yeah, because greatly you limited me. So I think that was a really good point. I just wanted to bring that back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but how how did you, like, I don't know, like what's the thought process in saying I'm just, like, is it just physical? I just can't do that move, so I'm not doing it? Or is it, it like, did you say, no, I don't need to do uh, this because I'm just a different-sized guy? Or how did right. that kind of It work all goes out?
2: back to the wrestling rule of accentuate the positive and hide the negative. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would just never work towards a move that I knew I wasn't physically able Got to it. do, but it did greatly limit what I could do. Yeah. Like I'm never going to do like a big lifting move to anybody bigger than me. I yeah. don't feel safe doing it. It's not right. fair to me. It's not fair to my I opponent. It, There's me. no reason to do it. Yeah. And if I do pull off a big lifting move on somebody bigger than me, like I just made them look small, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So what, what it was just never fit the psychology and and therefore limited my repertoire to a less exciting moveset. Right. Which was great for the live crowd, but
0: like I said, I'm yeah. not always great to watch on TV. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the point could be there, like, so guys, um, you know you know your skill set, you know what mm-hmm. you're capable of, but take what you know you're not capable of and start putting into action to get there so you can do it. Like, right. you, you, know, you know the skill set, you know what you need to get stronger at, too, to be able to become even better. Because especially on the come up, you want to round out what you can
2: and can't do, not just put it aside, that's just
1: not a thing I do now. Mm -hmm. I think a level of, a level of, and this is kind of what, if you want to talk about wrestling psychology in general, it's really just a a level of self-awareness and knowing what you are and are not capable of and um, putting those things into practice in the ring. And there's tons of guys. I'll see it every weekend. If I go to a show, I'll see guys that are maybe, you know, relatively green in the business. And you know that they go through the, the standard drills of, arm drags and all that stuff and they suck at them so they get in the ring and then they just do their drills and I'm like yeah. well like something was missed here yes maybe you could say well they weren't you know they, they haven't learned it properly they, they weren't trained properly or they didn't get it yet they need more training but also like if you suck at an arm drag maybe don't do your arm drags in your matches like if they're really right. good do those right. but hide the negatives right accentuate the positives because you probably got a really good punch right so throw your punch out there your chop whatever it might be um, ring awareness, self-awareness, all that stuff goes really hand-in-hand uh, hand with just being a an enjoyable act on the right. show. Like, the thing... And that's kind of the intangible that fans might not understand why they like you. Like, they're like, man, I always have a good time when I see that guy. And they don't know to say, like, oh, it's because he stays in his lane. He knows what he's doing. He only does right. the stuff that makes him look good. That's not what it is. They just see good. Yeah. Right? They just see good. So... When you go back, and I know that you guys do this, I used to always do it, go back and you watch your matches and you, you see, you should be analyzing these things, not just fanboying over yourself. Analyze what went right, what went wrong, and then be like, well, why did that go wrong? And why did that go right? And write it down. I mean, why did this go wrong? And if it's, I suck at this move, then you should go get, that's an easy one, go get better at that move. Or eliminate that move from your arsenal, or eliminate it while you're learning, right? So, right. There you go. So, Things like that, the self-awareness, yeah.
2: If it doesn't look good and it's not safe, you have no business doing it. And Absolutely. if you still want to do it, then you're going to have to train to do it.
1: Yes. And Aaron and I talked plenty of times about like like lacking physical strength is a liability, like, or it makes yeah. you a liability she in terms of, because there are guys that don't have that I, self-awareness that will go out there and, and do this yeah. stuff even though they're not strong and right. not skilled enough to do it, and they're yeah. still like, but I'm a wrestler, so of course I have to do a suplex. Well, maybe not if you are completely too weak to support your opponent's head properly as you do this, right? Like, like you don't understand posting or anything. That, uh, yes, I know that's also a training issue, but, like, guys, like, you have to have a level of self-awareness. And ultimately, you're trying to keep each other safe. There is right. no... There should never be a goal of, like, I'm going to injure the person I'm in the ring with, right? That does not serve any purpose. And, yeah, yeah go ahead. Well,
2: right, that's the handshake, right? Right, that's
1: what the you handshake is all, all about. about yeah. We all
2: joke about the handshake now, yeah, but uh, I like Arn Anderson's description of what the handshake means. Is It's a promise. Yes. I promise to send you back to your family or your life or whatever right. the same way I found you.
1: Right, absolutely. No, and I, no, I totally no. agree. Yeah, it's a a great way to look at it. Um, We're all in this together. We're all in this to be the same team and uh, go home safe. Absolutely. And I want to circle back to a point that Brandon mentioned earlier. But, like, it is, and this is something he was always good at, um, it is your goal, like, ultimately, to, yes, have a good match and give the fans a great time. So, like, this is kind of that reciprocal thing I was talking about as well. If you are the heel... And you're in the ring, and you notice that your opponent, the babyface, is not necessarily getting the cheers and love that they should be getting, your goal as the heel is to now make yourself so damn despicable that they have no choice but to like right. that babyface more. Right. Because it only services you as the bad guy to get them to love your opponent. So, like, that's another thing that, that um, Brandon taught me, really, was like, hey... Um, uh, make them hate you, right? Like, right. if I'm the heel, it would, and he's the baby face. It's like, hey, you, I, you need to make them hate you. And I always took that to heart. Like, of course, I want them to hate me. I'm the bad guy. I have no problem being the bad guy. And by virtue of me being so despicable, they didn't love him like that, right. which is a great thing. And That's the goal. That's absolutely the goal. Give them a good experience. And most fans want to
2: hate the bad guy yes. and like the good guy. Absolutely, that's what they're there for. Yes, you yes. know, we're all. You know, it's the, what I say while well while ago, that it's ritualistic combat yes. reenactment. Yes. People want to see their stu- uh, archetypes, right. you know? You classic literature, yeah. You don't go to Endgame to see Thanos win. Right. You know, <laughs> right. you don't go for how cool Thanos is. You want to see how did they beat this yes. guy. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, ultimately, that's what it all boils down to. We want to see that classic story. Absolutely. Well, all right, guys. Um, Brandon, you got anything else for him you want to leave them with today? I mean, um, so you're you're on the road to recovery. How long since the injuries happened now? Six weeks. I'm Six on the weeks. halfway mark on crutches. Nice, nice. Um, you're, you told me you have a check-in with physical therapy pretty soon. Yep, that's yep. early tomorrow morning. Going to get that started awesome. and get all
2: that going.
1: Absolutely. But
2: that was the main thing is I just wanted to talk to some of the younger wrestlers mm-hmm. and stuff that – doesn't hurt when you're 25 in the ring yes does hurt when you're 39 it does <laughs> at, at 30 to 36
1: i mean yeah absolutely like uh, i can't agree with that more
2: like we've we've done stuff to each other in the ring in
1: the 20s that we'd be pressing charges if one of us uh, did it to man, the other yeah, one now without a doubt absolutely well, guys, um, that was a fun conversation. I enjoy talking about stuff like that. Like I said, it wasn't necessarily one that I ever thought I'd actually get to have with an interviewed guest, at least. Right. But I'm super happy to get Brandon on here. He's been a pivotal part of my career, um, intricate part of my career, I guess I should say. Uh, Brandon was the first person I ever wrestled that I didn't know, by the way. Like <laughs> yep. That was always interesting. Like um, That also, so, you know, I don't know. This, this might be too to um uh behind the curtain for this podcast we're usually trying to teach but it is an interesting topic in that like um it was so naive back in the day what they taught new wrestlers that myself and my training partner um didn't really understand that once we started being actual wrestlers we would have to wrestle people we didn't know uh huh <laughs> like that's the, that's like that's the whole like they don't smarten you up Right. right, so like I didn't real, I like I show up to an event and it's like it's you versus anarchy tonight, and I'm like, who is that? Right. What what are we talking about? And um, so Brandon here was the first person that I ever wrestled that I did not personally like know. Like I n- I'd never met him until really the maybe the show before or the day of or whatever that actual show. So.
2: And yeah. I always prided myself on being that guy.
1: Yeah. I was always you, you the were, guy. still that your, guy. It, <laughs> yeah.
2: If it's your first night in the company, yeah. there's a good chance you're working me. Well, it's and a, I was always, yeah. I always took pride in that. Sure. That I could get in the ring with a stranger. Mm-hmm. And as long as we've had five seconds for me to figure out mm-hmm. what you can and can't do, what you're going for, yeah. we can mm-hmm. have a match. Then, as long as we're both playing our respective part. If right. you're a heel, make them hate you. Makes my job as a baby a lot easier. Absolutely. And vice versa. Right.
1: Well I can I can speak to uh Brandon's skill set when it comes to that like as far as, as being a great guy to to kind of break you into the business um mm-hmm. as far as like having matches with. So.
2: I loved working with young in the business mm-hmm. giant dudes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if yeah. I decided that I liked you and you had a good attitude uh-huh.
1: You know, you make I'm, look like I'm a giving you 85% yes. of the match. Yeah. You can look amazing. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Shout out to
2: Psycho Sawyer, man. Me and Psycho at the fairgrounds was great. There you, you go. Know?
1: There's some in some great times, man. Absolutely. And the more to come, because you're going to recover, you're going to heal, um, we're going to get you on the right track, and you're going to be able to get back in the ring and help a new generation.
2: Right. So that's, that's what that's it's about now, is I yes. want to see... Some of these kids that we know now, like the, the mm-hmm. people training at mm-hmm. CORE and sure. mm-hmm. at WA and at uh, UWE too, mm-hmm. you know, the guys that we're working with, I want to see them make it however far they want. Yeah, you know, if you want to be a regional guy, that's awesome. Sure. You want to just work your small town indie and be a mid-card guy for your cousin's promotion? Yeah. That's awesome too. <laughs> but if you want to go yeah, further, further with it, yeah.
0: don't make the mistakes I did, man. There you go. You know, I, Brandon, after you get done with physical therapy um, and if you're planning on you know, getting started again... Assuming now you're gonna start strength training, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe after we get, after you get healed up and stuff, mm-hmm. maybe we could get another podcast on like how things are going. I would like love to like, do that. like hit that yeah. up and kind of say, yeah, hey, what for we've sure. been doing and things like that.
1: I would love to yeah. check in again in like like six months from now. Like yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I've always joked you'd look around the indie locker rooms. There aren't a lot of old man cruiserweights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? There's a reason for that, right?
1: Well, guys, that was a great conversation. I'm going to leave you with this because I think it fits perfectly with this episode. But we developed a strength training program for professional wrestlers. Developed by myself and Aaron with pro wrestlers in mind. It is a step-by-step training program that we call Strong Style. It is available right now on our website, howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. And I'm going to go ahead and mention today, Aaron, if you don't mind. It's not ready yet, but it is coming in the near future Strong Style is going to be available in a more streamlined format. We're going to have it out on an app for you guys. I'm really looking forward to getting that out there. The app's called Train Heroic. It's out there right now. We are looking to get that ready for all of you guys to make your strength training just easier, right? Just to make your lives easier at least. So I'm really looking forward to getting that out there. Yeah, I'm
0: working on getting everything on the platform there. Mm -hmm. We'll have Strong Style out, and then we'll be able to also have – uh, some different programs Absolutely. on there that are and be able to communicate it's going it's going to be great i can't wait to it's get gonna it it's going to be
1: streamlined it's going to be awesome but strong style in its original form is available right now at how to become a pro Calm. So check it out. And I'll tell you right now, Brandon. I'll tell you right now. I know I know this is I'm not gonna put you on the spot. But right. Once physical therapy gets done, I'll give you strong style for free. And you can just come do it at our gym. <laughs> Let's do it, man.
2: Let's
1: so, do and it. So you can, and then we'll check in in six months. Right?
2: I'm on PCO this career. <laughs> there man. That's right. That's right.
1: That's right. Check out PCO if you guys don't know who that is on ROH. But all right, guys, thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler. The podcast where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event.
0: And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.